Coming up, Universal's Epic Universe will be open in time for summer 2025, and a new limited-time tribute store has opened up at Universal Studios Florida on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and I am joined alongside, like always, by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello, Rhino. How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm a little tired, a little jet lagged. I was out at uh, out in, uh, in California for just like three days, and uh, the back and forth of pumping Dramamine into my system in those two days took me down a little bit yesterday, but nice. uh, feeling better today. So Good. great to be out there. Love California. You know, yeah. no. I, I do have a beer for you. Oh, beer. Yes. I brought one something back for you. Mm. Yeah. This is, uh, this is nice. I just realized I never ask you like how you're doing as we start these podcasts. So I don't know if this is going to play off a little bit awkward for everyone out there, but uh, yeah, we, I, I haven't talked to Rhino in days, so it just kind of felt natural. And that's why mm-hmm. we're rolling with it. But we're not mm-hmm. going to – what? <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you see my shirt here. For the listening folks, I'm wearing a Mr. DNA shirt, and I was going to make a joke about, well, life finds a way, and it was going to be an awful joke. So I regret even bringing it up right now. So you're welcome. Unfortunately, I won't be able to take that out in post-production. So we're just <laughs> going to roll right through that, and it's all good. We have a lot to get to today. Not really a lot, just a couple things. It's going to be a lot of fun talking about it, though. Before we get to it, I need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, you can always book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel to Universal Orlando. It costs you no extra money, and you get the awesome support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. Okay, Rhino, uh, I am just so excited to talk about Epic Universe every time there's an update Mm -hmm. for it because it hasn't really felt like there's been a lot to say. We don't get a lot into the nitty-gritty of like construction permits and what it looks like with them moving dirt over on the site for Epic Universe. So uh, we really need uh, Universal to actually come out and and give updates for us to be able to have a, a big conversation about it. And that happened just earlier this week. Uh, Comcast had its earnings calls where they they revealed their fourth quarter and full year 2021 results. And basically, there was good news all around for Comcast, but especially for Universal Parks and Resorts. Now, Rhino, did did you see this? Did you hear about this? I saw the the date. I only saw the date thing. Other okay. than that, I uh, I did not pay attention to anything else. Yeah, well, that is good. And uh, through the uh, question and answer portion of the earnings call, it was revealed that Epic Universe is going full steam ahead with its construction. And because of that, they expect the theme park to open in 2025, certainly in time for summer 2025 was the exact quote. I believe that was by Jeff Shell. 
who is the CEO of NBC Universal. And uh, also on the call was Brian Roberts, chairman and CEO of Comcast, along with a whole bunch of other people. But those are the two that mainly handle stuff with Universal in the parks and resorts because, well, Brian Roberts is in charge of it all and Jeff Shell is in charge of NBC Universal. And that's obviously where Universal is in that. But uh, it was it was Awesome, awesome news all around, though. When talking about the parks, they said it's impossible to not be excited about the theme park business. It was a great year for the parks and a great fourth quarter with no impact from the COVID-19 Omicron variant in Florida and very limited impact in Hollywood and Japan. And part of what made it such a great fourth quarter and a great year of 2021 was because of the investment in attractions during the pandemic, like Jurassic World Velocicoaster, The Secret Life of Pets Off the Leash in Universal Studios Hollywood, and Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. So Universal, you know, they I don't want to say they took a gamble by going all in on those attractions right in the pandemic period. You know, Super Nintendo World was going to open anyways, but they really made sure they got it, got it to where it needed to be once Japan reopened and such and with Velocicoaster, you know they wanted to get it open as quickly as possible same thing secret life of pets just wanted it all to be perfect and uh yeah it it worked out well and with that in mind it's also no surprise to hear that they actually have regrets about epic universe ill epic universal <laughs> epic universe yeah. and the uh the fact that they decided to pause the construction so when talking about Epic Universe, uh, I believe it was Brian Roberts who chimed in to say, if I look back over COVID, one of the things I wish we could redo is slowing down Epic. And it made sense to obviously halt the construction during the pandemic because no one knew how long it was going to be. No one knew the financial implications that were going to be put on the project. So it it made sense why they stopped everything with it. However, wait, Universal. He said he reg- what he said he regretted slowing down, or he regretted not slowing down. They regret slowing down because Epic oh, Universe okay. came to I a complete halt. Not. Yeah. No. Wow. No. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That's why I was confused. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just misheard you. No. 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 They. Uh, uh, thank you for. In case I did screw up the way I was saying it. Thank you for just double checking on that. Yeah. They. They said that they regretted actually slowing down on Epic because they did not foresee the pent-up demand that theme park fans were going to have in terms of that side of the business. They they just didn't realize it, and they would have gone all in to hopefully get Epic Universe open, you know, closer to the timetable it was originally supposed to be, which, gosh, if I even remember at this point, was uh, 2023. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. And in regard to that, they also said, too, if you build wonderful attractions, there is pent up demand and we're going to make a fabulous park at Epic and we're full steam. We're going as fast as we can to make up for lost time. So you can't get much more exciting than that, knowing that they are doing everything they can to get this theme park open on time. And you know, I know just a couple couple weeks back, we were talking about, you know, Universal in 2022 and how it seems like it's kind of a, a slow year and don't know if there'll be any new attractions, anything new worth getting excited about. Uh, and then something like this comes along that says, you know what, who cares about the current present time? 
of what's happening with Universal because uh, even with Comcast, they're looking at the next step ahead. They're looking at what what is down the line for them. And I I would be worried if they were like, you know, it'll open when it opens and you're going to love it when it happens. But the fact that they are now like, no, we are moving fast and we want to get this product out to you. It's hard to not be like over the moon with that. I am, I am so, so excited for this park to come online. And, you know, there's still no even official announcements about what's inside. You know, it's the rumors all being Super Nintendo World, Universal Monsters, How to Train Your Dragon, a new expansion of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's just, it's exciting, even though it could, it could change, but probably won't. Just because the the people who seem to know more about it are confident in in those developments, but yeah, it's a it's an exciting time to be a Universal fan with all this news. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean, it's one of those things where like I am happy that they basically just did the, one of their best quarters or the best quarter they've ever had. Right? Yep. They said, um, and that's crazy to me that that happened on top of still like having you know like. Uh, um, some of the travel mandates in place and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's it makes my heart happy because it means the things that we love the most, like Halloween Horror Nights or, you know, holiday celebrations will just continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. Um, and and then, of course, it also means that they're not tiptoeing into Epic Universe. They're going full steam ahead, which is great. And and um, I'm just I'm just very excited. I was actually literally having a conversation with a friend like two days ago who has recently moved out of Florida. And, um, he was talking about how he's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I'd ever go. He's like, I don't, I don't want to go back. I'd rather go to like Disneyland instead of Walt Disney world. And I said, okay, but what about, you know, universal? Cause you just did Halloween Horror Nights for the first time. And he's like, okay, well for Halloween Horror Nights, I'd, I'd go again. And then I was like, well, what about the new park? And they're like, okay, I'd go for the new park. And I was thinking about it and I was like, if I left here, I'd feel that same thing. It would be universal. That would be bringing me back at the way I feel right now, especially this theme park. So I feel like that says a lot about where they're at as a company, you know? So yeah, I think I'd actually completely agree with you as well, too. It is, uh, you know, Universal does have obviously crossover with with Universal Studios Hollywood as well, too. But right now, Universal Orlando seems just it, it seems so unique when compared to like Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, I, it, it is a destination. It's truly a destination and is only going to become even more of a destination once Epic Universe opens up. And I'm not trying to discount. Uh, Walt Disney World, you know, we can go uh, blue in the face or whatever the expression is uh, over talking back and forth about the differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And we regularly do that on on our, uh, you know, on on our YouTube channels with Walt Disney World and our shows on Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, We go back and forth on it. And, you know, there are unique things about both both coasts and both destinations, but uh, with with Universal in particular, since this is the show we're on that's talking about it, you know, it, it truly with Epic Universe coming next, it is truly taking a a big leap forward versus what is over at Universal Studios Hollywood. Granted, Hollywood is getting Super Nintendo World before we are, but they are getting the condensed version of it, where uh, it's not going to be the grand experience that 
they have in Japan. And, you know, Japan's getting the Donkey Kong edition that should be a part of our epic universe as well, too. So, you know, even even as Hollywood is beating us in terms of something like Super Nintendo World, uh, at the same time, it's still it's still so unique. But granted, we're mm-hmm. also we don't have any plans, at least that I know of right now, to get Secret Life of Pets over here. So there's still, and we don't have the tram tour. There's still so many reasons why to go to Hollywood, but uh, there's yeah. going to be even more reasons of why to come to uh, to actual Orlando with it. And you mentioned a couple things uh, when you were speaking that I wanted to uh, also double down on too. Uh, Universal did deliver its most profitable, profitable <laughs> fourth quarter mm-hmm. on record. And that was driven by strong growth in domestic guest attendance and spending per guest at the parks in United States and Japan. Uh, International Mm. guest attendance at the parks did remain constrained due to COVID-19. And specifically with Florida, international attendance has returned with guests from the UK and Europe, but not at pre-pandemic levels uh, due to Latin America guests not returning. That's what they said during the calls. They also shared numbers that I didn't quite understand. They said, you know, pre-pandemic, the level for international guests was in the low 30s. And right now it's just above 20 so I don't know if that's talking about it in a percentage wise. They never really hmm. specified on that. So over, I'm, I, that's my biggest guess though. I'm guessing they're not counting like, yeah, we have, you know, 20,000 guests because that's wildly under 20 million. That's, that's, it seems like such a weird thing to say, but to say like of our typical attendance, it used to be low thirties was low 30% was what our international guest ratio was before. And right now it's just above 20%. So that's what I'm guessing. But uh, domestic attendance itself is actually above pre-pandemic levels right now. And crazy. It's crazy. And I was just at Universal this morning and the, the wave of people coming in as I was trying to leave was just I I haven't seen this in such a long time. And I mean, it kind of feels like (laughs) it feels like Halloween Horror Nights when you go for stay and scream and you leave the park at like seven as most people are arriving. That's what it felt like this morning, leaving at 11 o'clock as, you know, Mm. all the groups were starting to come in. I was like I was weaving in and out, dodging people, and it was not slowing down. So. Yeah, I totally believe that uh, just like attendance in general is starting to get above pre-pandemic levels because there's so many people and you're going to go experience it in a little bit. Fantastic. You made me very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I realized I probably should have stopped talking as I'm saying there are so many people. Everyone is sneezing on each other. Everyone's getting Uh, in your personal space. It is fantastic. I saw somebody licking somebody. It was weird. Yeah, Uh, I mean some people just look like they deserve to be licked i guess i don't i don't know i don't think i'm that type of person i'd like to believe i am <laughs> i don't know the the facial hair that would get hair in the tongue in the mouth so that's why i leave mine extra scruffy looking like most of my <laughs> facial hair could fall out at any given time if you decided to lick my beard so uh please don't don't ever do that if you see me in person. Just don't do it. Uh, I don't think I have to worry about that, though. And this has now become awkward. So 
hey, why was I at Universal earlier today? And why is Rhino going, licking going a people. little bit? <laughs> yes, I was licking the people. The ultimate segue. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's not the case. Uh, the reason why I was at Universal is because just today, which, uh, you know, usually we would not record this last second, but just today, Universal opened their newest tribute store. And no, we're not talking about the Universal Mardi Gras Tribute Store. We are talking about a complete different one. It is a Universal Monsters Tribute Store. And, uh, it, you know, normally they would only just do the one in the one space and, and leave it at that. But right next to where they do the Tribute Store, of course, is Revenge of the Mummy. And right now, Revenge of the Mummy, of course, is closed through summer 2022 for its refurbishment. And because of that, well, they decided, hey, we have the gift shop that's connected to it. Why don't we just take that and turn it into a tribute store? And because of that now, we are all lucky because we have Universal Monsters, a tribute to the creatures of the night. So, yeah, Ooh. now Rhino try to get uh, touch, touch me, touch me, touch me. Touch me out of your mind. Yeah, it's too late. It already happened. So, I want to be dirty. Well, I was... Creature I, of the night? I was not... I didn't read the release to see the actual name of it. And I may, maybe just wasn't paying attention if they had signage anywhere with it on there. I think they did. But I, I was trying to find music to put under like a, a reel of it uh, that I was editing. And I just went with the monster mash and felt like so basic. But now that I see like creature of the night, I'm like, okay, I'm, I never finished it. I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to put that in there. Like just all at the end, a creature of the night of the night creature, creature of the night. <laughs> just have it keep repeating over and over again. It will be the most obnoxious thing in the world, but. Yes, uh, this limited time Universal Monsters tribute store is open in Sahara Traders, the gift shop for the mummy, and it you, you can't miss it. It's like literally right across from the alleyway where uh, Blues Brothers perform, and they have a nice big sign out in front letting you know that just around the corner is the Universal Monsters tribute store. And this is a little bit different from your typical tribute store. Uh, in, you know, the ones that we know now are three, technically four highly themed rooms that are a mix of merchandise, props, uh, food, beverages, and your checkout, and then get out of here. Uh, this one is different and maybe it will tweak and adjust because it just opened today. Like literally there was still a guy in there who was programming some of the effects uh, at, that are used inside the tribute store. So it is clearly still slightly a work in progress in that way. But ultimately uh, this is just two rooms. You walk into the gift shop and you are in uh, the kind of the uh, mummy portion of this tribute store you know it, it's taken over the revenge of the mummy gift shop so it's only fitting that one of the rooms is mostly mummy oriented and that's what this one is just has all of the merchandise from the attraction and some of the egyptian looking merchandise still in here so in case you wanted that just because you missed it on the last trip and like oh, i was a, i wanted i wanted that shirt with the scarab on it and I missed it, but hey, you still have a chance to get that. And one of the monsters you can get up close to in this room, of course, is the mummy. And nice little photo op set up. 
And also in technically the first room, the mummy room is an extension room. And inside the extension room is the Phantom of the Opera. And the Phantom is literally just by himself in the room. There's no merchandise. It's just large enough for a couple of people to go in, grab a photo and walk out. It's a little weird, but you know, it's, it's a nice photo op. If you've always dreamed of having your photo taken with the Phantom of the Opera. And then it's a, basic just the a- <laughs> yeah it's just actually gerard butler standing they hired him to <laughs> yeah. uh stand up there and hold it i'm, I'm assuming that's the phantom you were going for none, none of the other versions right no I, I think i was singing the 80s like cast recording of it that for some reason was like the one musical cd my stepfather owned when he moved in uh with us originally it, when I was in high school, and I remember being like, wow, this cool, like, dun, 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 dun. I hate Phantom of the Opera, though. It's just funny. So, I, I mean, I, I do love that show. So, I, I just like that song. I, I just don't I, like I, I can't agree with you on the quality of the show. I do enjoy that show, but I, I will agree with you that it seemed like in the early 90s, if you went into anyone's house with CDs, if they had one Broadway musical, recording it always seemed like it was phantom that black that black cover yep. <laughs> with the words yep. and the mask with the um, the mask and the one the flowers and the yeah. yeah and i'm even trying to think like i don't i don't know if my family had a copy of it i don't think we did but i feel like some of our closest friends had it and i remember it from there but like the memory is burned into my mind i i definitely i definitely know it but uh the the segue into the other room is a very loose segue i mean it's basically just an opening uh kind of like in the the other tribute stores as well too so it's not that far off but you walk into the next room and this one is just a smattering of universal monsters merchandise there's a lot of the stuff that they've just pulled from everywhere else where they sell universal monsters merchandise you know, Film Vault, the uh, Born Stuntacular slash horror makeup show, gift shop. Uh, it's all the stuff from that is kind of shoved in here. They did add in some of the uh, the shirts that they recently brought in. Uh, that is a collaboration between the hundreds, uh, Tristan Eaton and uh, Universal. And these, uh, I remember these from like, Three years ago, I want to say, I believe the hundreds is a a UK based kind of like shirt shop. And I, I remember these releasing back in like 2018, 2019. And uh, I thought they were all sold out, but apparently Universal has some and they decided to Are finally put them about- out now. That design that was like on the wall at Universal Hollywood, the one they did the mural of, is that what you're talking about? The shirts? Yes. Yes. But the, but then they like did the uni- thing. Mike Aiello has that tattoo on his arm, I believe. If he listens, I don't believe he does, but I think he just got a tattoo by the same artist I was looking at, and it's of that artwork that yeah. I'm thinking of. No, I I love the artwork, and it was a uh, it was pleasure to see the shirts in there. I don't know how many they have. I don't know how long they will last because like if you go to their website and you attempted to buy it, they are all completely sold out including the skateboard decks as well but uh, the how many int- did you buy the skateboard decks all of it what did you buy did uh, you buy something today i did not buy anything yet i believe the uh mm-hmm. attempt will be to get um the attempt will be to get two frankenstein shirts one for me and mm-hmm. one for the missus uh then i'm gonna get the bride of frankenstein shirt 
just because there's finally one that I feel like is appropriate for that's more guy centric. So for your masculine figure. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not a lady's cut because like, I liked, I liked the one that they had at Halloween Horror Nights that was Bride of Frankenstein, but it was a lady's cut. They never released it in a unisex cut. So, uh, this one is, so I like that there is a hoodie of creature from the black lagoon, but it's not a Mm. zipper one. It's just a pullover one. I don't need more Mm. pullover hoodies. I I like zipper ones, but I, I, and it's a shame because I love the graphics on it, but not getting no sweet jackets like the one you're wearing. Nope. Nope. No jackets. Uh, Um, I, I, I love that jacket. That's why I'm like, "Eh." And I do. I love you and I both said the skateboard decks are awesome. They have yeah. one for uh, Frankenstein's monster and then one for the bride. And uh, they are one hundred twenty five dollars each. And so that's out of my price range. The shame of it is I'm looking at the website where they came from and they before they sold out, they were on sale for uh, 54 pounds each, which that, I know that's, that's like, like 70 and then 75 ish. I think true. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause it's like, it's like one and a half yeah. usually. So they were, they were like 75, but then you would have had to ship them over. If there's a discount on those, I feel like you could come close to justifying them based on what the sale price was originally. But at the same time too, I don't think I'm confident enough as a human to hang skateboards on my walls. I'm trying to get you know away from that. Do you know who does that? Uh, Ken, our friend, Ken. Oh, yes. He has multiple. Yeah, he showed me one that he got. And now I was like, oh, I bet he wants those, too. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like what you said. I love that art print of Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. And when I saw them on the skateboards from the photo you sent me, I was just like, oh, I was like, I I have wanted to. I actually have two skateboard decks that are uh, because I I bought four skateboards and I removed all the wheels to make a dolly out of it. And I was like, what am I going to do with these? These uh, skateboards, I turned one of them into a hoverboard that's up above my head that you can't see. Another one I had was the prototype hoverboard that I didn't like how it came out. And so I have like two left that I'm debating about. I was going to um, I was going to do something on the back, some art on the back. And now I'm like now this is like the second time I've seen a skateboard deck where I'm like, could I be the guy who hangs one on his wall? I don't know. It, it's tough. This is the first time I this is the first time I'm like tempted to do it. But I think for me, the thing that's holding me back kind of with it is that I am, uh, I'm quickly losing my, I'm quickly losing my office just as like needing to, needing to, uh, get rid of stuff so I can use my office for more like storage and, and more childhood things that I got dumped on my feet when my parents moved and said, here's Mm. all your crap, take care of it. And it's like, well, now I have stuff in here that is less valuable than the stuff I have sitting in my garage that I need to get inside before it gets damaged. So I'm going to have to switch everything up. And I don't, I don't know if I can justify skateboards on walls just with what I I have. What I do with the hoverboard is like because it's it's smaller. It's like I have a shelf and I put it on. It's one of those like deep shelves, like the IKEA shelves, and like I put it here and then in front of it, it's got like my little Funko Pop, so you can lean it up. So if you've got other Frankenstein memorabilia, you what you do is wherever you have the poster, put the shelf under the poster 
and leave enough space, and then you can get the board, yeah. like lean the board, and then put your little figures on it. Listen, you gotta maximize that space. You're, you're trying to talk me into it, and if you talk <laughs> me into it, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up biting on it, and I don't want to because I still haven't bought the jean jacket. I've got more stuff oh. that. I've got more practical stuff that I need rather than more stuff True. that will collect dust. So I think, you know, this has been a good intervention for me. We're talking me out of this. Uh, but <laughs> we're just, it's therapy. We're just talking through it. Yeah. And we'll get there to a conclusion, one conclusion or another. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> you know, we got uh, off tangent on that, uh, on the actual merchandise that's in there, but that's the new merchandise the two skateboard decks, the shirts, the hoodie, uh, everything else is from around. Uh, there's more Magic Candle Company candles in there. I'm not sure if any of these are new scents or old ones. It's getting very hard to keep up with all the different candles they're making because you know then they've made attraction inspired candles from the classic attractions and now they've made hotel inspired candles too they are just like they're selling so many at universal and it's really hard keeping track of all of them i think there's mardi gras ones now too i think i thought i saw a post about like if there's Swamp. not, it's just no, a week that away. That can't be a cent. That can't be a cent. But yeah, it's got to be. Oh, they've they, got to be. Well, they had them last year. They had them last year. So I'm sure there's new ones that they made for it this year. But uh, yeah, Magic Candle Company candles inside there. What other monsters are inside this portion? Well, you have the creature from the Black Lagoon, which I love. However, I will say this is the hardest one to get a photo of uh, because they placed him up elevated above the ground and very far back. So uh, you can probably get like an interesting shot if you have someone taking a picture of you uh, that, you know, he kind of looks like he's creeping in the background of you. So it could be a little bit cool, but it's a tough one and it's in a tough it's in a tough space. That I think it's just it's going to kind of congest some things if there's a lot of people in there. But, you know, who knows? Who knows how many people are going to be in there? Uh, after that, they also have Dracula, like on a staircase, looking menacing. They have the Invisible Man right next to the register. This is one of my favorite ones. I'm just I, it was my Halloween costume. I just bought a tiki mug of the Invisible Man earlier uh, last week earlier this week or last week i can't remember times anymore but i just uh, i'm all about the invisible man right now who made it uh is it one of the who is it was it mondo or was it one of the b the b line no this was actually it's not even the geeky tiki's no this was made um aku aku in orlando they did oh really they did a started a monster series I think in 2020, and the first one was Creature from the Black Lagoon. I did not get that one though. Uh, it was um, it was like a it was the creature, but he had the Fu Manchu mustache and a hat. It felt kind of racist. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it that's was fine. That's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, it was definitely stereotypical, and I did not like it for that reason i was like i looked at it and i was like it's a creature i want it but would i be like would i cringe a little bit if i had a friend come over to the house and look at it and be like oh that's interesting so i stayed away from that one but then they did uh they did a 
the second one in the series is the invisible man and he's holding he's holding a tiki mug but because he's the invisible man you can't see his hands actually holding on to the the mug it's uh it's it's beautiful it's beautiful i can't wait to show you but uh yeah no i'm all about the invisible man right now so he's in there uh the wolf man is in there and this is also like it's not a separate room like the phantom is but he does have a spot that's easier to get a a photo of him and with him so i like that setup and then i'm not quite sure how the frankenstein setup is going to be because there was the guy still working on the effects in this area right now so i don't know if they'll open it up a little bit more uh but frankenstein's monster is like under a sheet and then bride of frankenstein is right behind it's also up high and kind of pushed back so a little difficult to get a photo of uh in in like the current settings when i was in there but i hopefully they make it that you can get a little closer and get to see some of the details in with it but there's cool there's like little little like electrical effects happening inside and i i just thought it was all neat and this this tribute store is very dark so you know if you don't have a brand new phone chances are you're going to take a bunch of grainy ugly looking pictures in here so just be aware of that if like if you're taking a picture of you in there you'll probably need the flash on to be able to capture it well but uh, overall i think the shop is really really beautiful and as a temporary little shop uh it's it, it works out so well like they could have made this the tribute store for halloween horror nights and i would have been happy with it it's it is it's well done i, I wish there was more new merch for the monsters but you know, it's they had a lot of stuff that was Frankenstein related for Halloween Horror Nights that never sold out. So I can also understand if they're pumping the brakes a little bit on Monsters as a brand right now. But I will. Well, well, so I, my question was going to be that. Do you think is it impossible for this store to remain here when the mummy reopens? Yes. I know you say I know they say it's temporary. OK, so it's literally like blocking it's blocking the, the staircase uh, or not okay. the staircase, you know, the, the, the winding the ramp. ramp. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all really well done to block it so that you forget that it was back there. Uh, the one thing they couldn't really hide is there was like where the cash registers were. They uh, they have a, like there was an opening that shot through to the arcade. So like they couldn't completely hide mm-hmm. that. But for the most part, when you are standing inside the store, you forget that you're standing right where, you know, guests used to come walking down a long walkway to get get off of Revenge of the Mummy. So uh, they did they did a good job hiding that, but it won't be possible for it to stay. And I, I don't know if it if it is necessary, especially if if we are getting Universal Monsters at Epic Universe. Do we really need a monsters themed gift shop in Universal Studios, Florida, and then also in a new park, too, that's gonna probably be highly themed and instead of you know just a gift shop like this we'll probably have multiple gift shops that make you feel like you're in the world of the monsters i think like i'd rather have that but that's just Mm -hmm. me but again i also i hope people buy enough stuff that they're like yes this is a brand we want to invest in not just because there's a couple creative people and a bunch of uh, a small group that's crazy about monsters like like i am i i hope hope the general population buys into it too i don't know though. i don't know rhino i'm worried about it I, I, I mean it seems to be going the right way cinematically right now with like um the invisible man um was great and then what was the other they did another didn't they do another classic monster recently that did really well as well did i make that up i feel like you're making it up because i don't remember it 
unless I. So is the is the Invisible Man just the beginning of it? But that guy who made the Invisible Man is also making another. They're making the the Wolf Man with Ryan Gosling. Yes. So like, I think the I think hopefully the attempt to do this monsters make the monsters in the modern world and relevant continues on because I love I love seeing it. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what the future. So I hope Universal doesn't give up on it. Yeah, I mean, just because that Tom Cruise mummy movie wasn't great doesn't mean they can't keep going. I agree with that. So I'm looking up what they um, this is from Screen Rant. So if it's wrong, don't uh, don't get on me with that. And this is actually from August 2021 so stuff could already be out of date with that but it says um that elizabeth moss elected to tackle a new interpretation of the invisible woman so it is going to be uh so a sequel yeah i think they're doing a sequel so that's what screen rent is saying there's a dracula film being done by blumhouse from the director of jennifer's body um, there also is a different take done by, uh, Chloe Zhao. So that is the other one. There's the Renfield. That, okay. That's what it was. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Chloe Zhao and then the, but Lee Wynell, I thought is doing the, is doing a, a Wolfman. Did I make this up? I'm, I'm still, I'm still going through my list. We have uh Renfield Renfield that is going to be directed by Chris McKay. Uh, and it is reported that it could be Nicholas Holt in the title role. There's that's that's the one about. Um, isn't that a Dracula one? Isn't that that's uh, Van Helsing? No, mm-hmm. Renfield. Isn't that part of that? Yes, it is I'm all part of that. that. And then uh, they're saying a Frankenstein with James Wan. They're saying a Bride of Frankenstein with potentially Scarlett Johansson. I felt like that got canned, but mm. I could be wrong on that. The Wolfman, uh, originally slated to appear as a Dark Universe film. Uh, they are now moving forward with Blumhouse, with Ryan Gosling, with Lee Winnell directing the film. So we finally got there. Uh, they're still okay, okay, good, saying good, good. Dark Army could potentially happen. An ambitious crossover movie that will feature a large cast of iconic creatures from Universal's Pantheon. Uh, Rit written and directed by paul feig and so yeah that's, that's the one the paul feig one i knew that was going on too he had submitted a script but i don't know if they're making it or not well it says here that he called the story one of his all-time favorites and despite budgetary concerns from the studio feig has promised to see the film through to completion so uh who okay. knows if it will ever happen but he will apparently keep pushing for it uh until it actually gets made, which I know you love him. You're a big fan of his work. I'm not a big fan of his work for the most part. No, I do. I like I like Just Sabrina season one. I like future. more of his work than I dislike it. It's just the stuff of his that I dislike. I feel like I dislike on a uh, pretty aggressive level. But, you know, it's he's in one of my all time favorite movies, the heavyweights. So I I will always love him. If not for anything else, solely, solely for that. And I'm sticking with that. But Rhino, we've been we've been rambling a long time here. I think I think it's time for you to get out to Universal Studios Florida yeah. and actually check out this gift shop. And with yeah, that, please. I think we need to bring this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition to a close. So just like the Midnight Society, I'm gonna throw some 
whatever sand and they throw sand on the fire right i don't remember yeah i haven't watched an episode in so many years that's how you put out a fire yeah <laughs> i thought you threw gasoline on a fire to yeah. put it out i don't know sand is a specific type of fire and then there's flour for another one and then there's like yeah well this this episode's been brought to you by skate decks skate decks skate decks the newest art <laughs> Uh, hang in your house. Paul Feig also <laughs> as well too, Paul and Feig, yeah. uh, Lee Winnell, <laughs> the Wolfman. Lee Winnell, thank you. <laughs> Directed by Lee Winnell, thank you yes. for your guest director. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But uh, we're throwing, we're extinguishing the flame on this episode. It is retiring, so we are going to say goodbye with that. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you enjoyed it and you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and then leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section below. And if you're listening to this, uh, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying the show. And you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But, Rhino, thank you so much for having this fun conversation with me. I hope you enjoy Universal. Yes, I hope so, too. Good. Good, good. And thank you again, everyone out there, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. We do it for you and you alone, not for ourselves. So thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. But we will see you again real soon with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Have a great week. And remember, we still haven't changed the name.